what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Doing, Great. Doing amazing. Ready for an economic update. I feel like it's been a little while since we've we've talked and I'm yeah. excited to get into your head because every every time I pull up a news feed, if I look at Breitbart, I'm looking at, at any of the different apps I have, Epic Times, all of them. It's like economic stuff is the most relevant, highest rated activity going on in the whole world. There's never been a time where there's more importance to have two PhDs in the whole world than right now. And uh, I think truly the most important information that's coming around right now is coming from the economics mm-hmm. world because that's what's driving a lot of the other moves and decisions you see in other realms. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and even today is a big, huge day. Um, I mean, McCarthy and, and Biden are, are having talks about the debt ceiling and it's not going well, right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't just today that they've been meeting. They've been going on for, you know, trying to talk to each other for like over a week now and, and it's been no stalemate, right? I mean, nothing. Yeah. And so, but but to me, it's all political speak, kind of, kind of. I mean, I'll, I'll go with that because throughout history, whenever the debt ceiling talks come up, which it comes up every single year at the end of the fiscal year, right? Yeah. They always say, oh, this is not good. We shouldn't raise the debt ceiling. But then what do they do? They, they raise the debt sure. ceiling. Mm-hmm. Because no politician wants to be the one that was that was captaining the ship when the economy goes down because if they stop if they don't raise the debt ceiling the government shuts down and they don't and, and now we're moving into an election cycle again yeah. and nobody wants to say well the government shut down your, during your term because you know or, you or the government cut back this program right. that, that hurt these or these or these and and what they do is they keep adding in stuff the amount of, of like gender study initiatives that we funded in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of things, you're like, we got homeless vets here and you're worried about gender studies in Pakistan, like the kind of stuff they stick in there and nobody wants to take anything out. Mm-hmm. You're a hero for putting it in with your base, but nobody wants to be the person to take it out. Well, here's the stinky part about all of this. So since 1776, we've amassed $31 trillion worth of debt. That's because they keep raising the debt ceiling every year, right? To accomplish. Now, but if you look at the budget from last year, we brought in 4.8 trillion. We spent 6.8 trillion. We spent 2 trillion just last year, more than what we brought in, right? So, because, and so they had to raise the debt ceiling. It seems like just a few months ago that they were talking about raising the debt ceiling. I can mm-hmm. remember it almost yep. like it was mm-hmm. yesterday, right? But, but yet this happens all the time. So, at some point, we will get to a point where they don't raise the debt ceiling because they simply can't. There's right? nothing and they could do. I doubt that's this mm-hmm. time. Right. Because McCarthy's, you know, playing Mr. Blowhard saying, oh, we can't raise the debt ceiling. This is going to be, you know, very detrimental for future generations and for the current generations. And we're mortgaging out our future and blah, blah, blah. All very true statements. Mm -hmm. All of them are true. But yet I have a feeling that they're going to buckle and cave and they're going to raise the debt ceiling. But at some point we hit critical mass. Why is this different than any other time? Okay. Because this is the first time in history where we have countries leaving the petrodollar. Right. Right. So now we don't have that built-in demand for our currency. So when we don't have built-in demand for our currency, we're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow. When you do that, you have to raise rates to slow it down. Like everything we've talked about for over a year. 
you know, the, but it, it, it but it amplifies it, right? So so this is where they're probably going to to raise the debt ceiling. But just this morning, Janet Yellen's spouting off again, mm-hmm. saying we're going to run out of money in June, and so this is impacting the markets. And if we don't raise the debt ceiling, so she's for now a two week solid been basically lobbying Congress to raise the debt ceiling, raise the debt ceiling, do whatever you need to do. We can't afford a government shutdown. Part of me, this is going to sound terrible, but is secretly hoping that the government shuts down because if they're shut down, they're not going to spend any more money, right? right. For those few days. Yeah. We spend so much money. It's like, figure it out. Stacy. If, if David were spending like a drunken sailor, you'd sit down at the dining room table and you'd yeah. say, for crying out loud, something's got to change. You right. spend so much money, blah, 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 right? Yep. Well, this is what they have to do, but they're not willing to do this because over over 80%, close to 90% now of everything that we bring in as a country, as federal tax revenue, goes out towards entitlements, mandatory payments, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, women, infant, children programs. So you don't raise the debt ceiling that impacts the 80 to 90% of the budget that goes out to what? To the handouts, to your voters. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to cut off the hand that feeds them, which is why there's reluctance to to never raise the debt ceiling, right? But but we're hitting the point now, if we don't, we might become Weimar Republic Germany, we might become Zimbabwe, we might become Venezuela and go into a hyperinflationary spiral because we're at that point where there is no demand for the U.S. dollar. So this morning... Janet Yellen is is on the rampage again, mm-hmm. saying, if we don't raise this, I mean, and her quotes in this article are are, are pretty severe. Yeah, I read and this. She, yep. talks about, she talks about a 45% reduction in the stock market if, if this isn't raised. I mean, 45%. I mean, that puts the Dow down to like, I don't know, 16, 17,000. Right. Wow. But but that number, that number is not a new number either. David Stockman, Reagan's budget director, now a year and a half to two years ago, said that that is the excess debt that has kept this economy afloat since COVID. That needs to be wiped out. That would put the stock market at an 80 percent correction from back then, which would have put it in the 14 to 15,000 point range. Right. This is these numbers. Are, are basically just a function of debt. Everything that we're seeing is a function of debt. Now, add to those woes of raising the debt ceiling, not raising the debt ceiling. Look at the number of, of layoffs that are happening um, in, the, in this country. So I think this is the canary in the coal mine. I, okay. I, I really do, which is tech company layoffs. So the canary in the coal mine, meaning... This is like an omen or or a predictor of bad things to come, right? Yeah. For, so, for those of you who are just listening, so, uh, listening only, we've got an Epic Times article here. The title is Tech Companies Announce Massive Layoffs Amid Economic Woes. I also make sure if you can't see the screen that you you know what we're talking about here. So here's here's the ugly reality. And this is going to sound pretty grim, but there is hope after all of this, right? Where there's a hope to this message. So in the first four months of this year, 191,416 people have been laid off just from the tech giants. How, how many again? 191,000. So last year, altogether, 164,000 people were laid off in a full wow. year. So we're only four months into it and we're already 
30,000 people more, right? Yeah. So, so here's where something's not adding up because, well, I'll say why it's not adding up after I go through some of this list. Now, I'm not even going to go through the whole list because we don't have time, right? But, but Shopify laying off 20% of its workforce. Wow. Okay? Um, Dropbox, you know, the, the file saving yep. company you know, mm-hmm. for your cloud store, um, laying off 16% of its employees. 3M that, that has Post-it notes and scotch tape, right? I mean, they're not necessarily a tech company, but they're laying off 6,000 people. Bed Bath & Beyond went bankrupt, yeah. right? Mm. So look, the, the Uber competitor is laying off 26% of its workforce. Red Hat, the IBM-owned company, laying off 760 employees, which is 4% of its workforce. Gap, laying off 1,800 employees. Facebook, okay, I feel sorry for the people that work at Facebook because they're losing their jobs, but I'm not sad that Facebook is actually struggling because right. they're like one of the egregious, you know, loss of privacy people in the history of the world, right? So, yep. but they're laying off 2,000 employees and closing an additional 5,000 open jobs that they're, you know, seeking, right? So there's wow. no more we're not seeking. Um, let's wow. see, what else? Accenture, the tech consulting firm, laying off 19,000 people. Sirius XM cutting 8% of its workforce. Uh, Dell laying off 5% of its workforce. Yahoo laying off 20% of its staff. Wow. Zoom cutting 50 percent of its workforce. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on, right? So so all of this, while at the same time, the Biden administration comes out with their newest unemployment numbers, and they said unemployment decreased from 3.5% to 3.4%. It's like garbage. That's yep. pure garbage, right? It's like biggest, fattest lie on the planet, right? Yep. So how can you have hundreds of thousands of layoffs just in the tech industry, let alone everywhere else, and say that unemployment got better. Well, here's why. And, and they they want to have a reason why they can justify their lies, right? right. So so if here's where, and we may have explained this once before, but for all the new viewers, because your viewership is actually <coughs> exploding, which is amazing. So some Yay! people might have heard this. But, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's incredible. But, but, Let's just say that that both of you or just one of you, let's say, David, you're looking for a job. You lost your job and you're beating the streets, going down the sidewalk, sweating, knocking on every single door, saying, please hire me, please, anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll wash dishes, do anything, right? Nobody will hire you. So after a few months of doing this, you get so discouraged. You, you just stop looking and say, sorry, Stacy, I can't find a job. Nobody's going to hire me. we got to go live under a bridge or in a tent in the woods, mm, right? That would be um, really bad. Call so, your folks. Yeah. <laughs> Help. If you're like me, I don't, I'm not a camper, but I do like hotels, but I, I don't like camping, no. right? No. It's me, right? But, yeah. but anyways, beside the rabbit trail, right? So, so you get so discouraged that you stop looking for work. So does that mean all of a sudden that you are you're employed again? No. Well, no, you're still unemployed. You don't have a job, Mm -hmm. right? But the government says because it was a voluntary decision that now they can take you off the unemployment numbers because you voluntarily decided you're not working. So that's how it's gotten so bad. Mm -hmm. There's just been prolonged unemployment that people are getting so discouraged that they stop looking. They pull them out, which is how unemployment goes from 35 
to 3.4, right? But yet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are being laid off. Sometimes the numbers don't tell a true story, mm-hmm. right? So this is where we are. And, in and the it, it may be right laid now. off. It might be, hey, you were you had a $150,000 a year you know, tech job that you climbed up to for 20, 25 years. And then now, now maybe you're building decks or doing a side hustle or doing something just to pay the bills, but you're not employed in the yep. market where you were before, mm-hmm. or you might've gone from a white collar job to a paper hat job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that all that's true. And, and if you, if you lost an engineering job at Microsoft making $150,000 a year, and you have to go flipping burgers at, at Wendy's, you know, making tacos at Taco Bell, and then working part-time at a gas station, making maybe half of what you made before, but now you have three jobs instead of one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Realize you're making half of what you made before, but right. they say they created two jobs, right? That's so again, false numbers, weird narrative, mm-hmm. but they have to make it fit into their narrative that they're doing a good job, even though they're not. So, yeah. Yeah. so bottom line is we've got problems, massive layoffs, countries are leaving the petrodollar. Um, they're going to, they're going to have to keep printing money, creating inflation the debt ceiling talks, I, I venture to guess, even if if we get some kind of a, of no, we're drawing a line in the sand, we're going to shut down the government, which we might get. I bet it doesn't last for more than a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it, it's well, sure because they are going to raise the debt ceiling because no politician pre, in, in the preparation and the eve of an election cycle is going to want to be on the hook for saying, under my watch, we couldn't manage our finances yep. and we had to shut down the government. Try campaigning on that message. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, Not good. You can't, you can't blame the GOP and McCarthy for doing it because the, the, the Democrats had that right. Mm-hmm. And McCarthy can't blame the Democrats because they were in charge too right now during mm-hmm. this time. So there's going to be blame, blame, blame going across. But it's like, look, it's everybody's fault. You guys have been spending and gals have been spending like drunken sailors mm-hmm. for decades. And now we've hit the point of critical mass. And and we happen to be the generation that's alive to see it all happen. Okay. Yeah. So you always find hope. Where's yeah. the hope in this situation? What's the move? It, it looks so dark and so bleak. It looks so dark. I mean, so here's the hope and, and simple bullet point strategies. When something's going down, get out as soon as you can. When something's going up, get in as soon as you can. So with the numbers that Yellen is talking about, not me, forty-five <laughs> percent mm-hmm. reduction in the stock market. Get out, right? You know, Sec- Treasury of the Secretary said that if we don't raise this, this is coming down. Well, the stock market is a function of wages. Wages are coming down as people spend money. Mm-hmm. So I would get out of the stock market. I would get out of the bond right. market. I would allocate into tangible assets like gold and silver because they are thriving now. Today, as we speak, silver's down a lot. It's like Kirk. This violates what you're just saying. It's like, no, knee-jerk reaction to the news because people are thinking, oh, they're gonna they're gonna do something good with this with this debt ceiling, right? And people have this little hope. So that means the economy is gonna get robust. It's like, no, it's not, right? But because of that, silver came down a little bit, or actually quite a bit over the last couple of days, but it's going to be a temporary blip. This right? is because the time to buy. Nothing <laughs> change. This is a time to buy. You always want to buy stuff when it's on sale. That's when, yes. when my wife goes to the stores, right? Yep. She doesn't go, hey, 
prices are as high as they've ever been. Come in and shop. I'm saying, no, people like to buy when things are on sale, right? So gobble up as much as you can. And even if it were at the highest point here that we've seen in a while, I still think silver is probably going to hit $75 to $100 an ounce over the next year, year and a half. You are not going to care. If you got in at 18, 20, 25, 30, $35 an ounce, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to care down the road. No. And, and you guys can get a hold of Dr. Kirk and his team. Go to flybergold.com and then just fill out a form to, to register to get in the mm-hmm. queue. They got so many people looking to talk to them. Um, but it's, it's, it's a couple of quick tips. Make sure you get, you're, you're buying silver at a spot price that you can sell it for in the future. If it's mm-hmm. 23, 24 right now, don't pay $80 an ounce because something is collectible or has some great story or has a picture of Elvis on it or, or whatever like that. Buy per ounce because you're going to go to sell it. Mm-hmm. Silver is always going to have value based on the silver. Forget about the stories. Buy per the ounce. You can get them like that. You can get a 10 ounce you know, little chunk, you can store them yourself at home. You can have them kept at a depository away from you, whatever you want, but they'll walk you through that. If it's an IRA or some savings, or you're going to sell a lawnmower or a motorcycle, you're not driving and turn it into something of value, mm-hmm. but just don't have your money in a shoebox or at the bank or, more the, stock than, market. or the stock market, <laughs> more than what you need for your operating expenses. Put it into something that has value, that has a floor, not blockbuster stock that can go to zero. This is never going to go to zero. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information or call 720-605-3900. They make it so easy yes. for you to do this. They eliminate all the little speed bumps, all the stuff. I don't know when I'm stressed. They just give you the information, treat you like an adult and you can decide, hey, what's best for yeah. you to do based on you and your family. But I know when we read these stories, we're just like, oh, at least we're outside the storm. Mm-hmm. It's storming, but I've got a storm shelter. I'm, I'm not in the middle of it. If you're living in a, a, a you know, a, a tent and the tornado's coming, you might want to seek shelter. Shelter is having a real asset. When you got crazy people that have their, their hands on the steering wheel, Janet Yellen, Joe Biden, all these guys, the government is full of little tiny piglets that they're going to mm-hmm. fix this because they're, they're going to find their way to the teat of the mama pig. And that's mm-hmm. big government spending money like crazy. Get away from it. They're going to take care of themselves, but you got to be smart enough to get away from what they're doing to our dollar. Thank you so much, Dr. Kirk, for helping us get out of the storm yes. and all of our flyover family members. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief. But the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did.
For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.